This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Over the course of Local History Week 2023, the Palmerston North Library hosted a number of talks. Two People's Radio attended, technically supported and recorded four of them, and this is the fourth of those. The talk was presented on Friday the 3rd of March and is a panel discussion on the Manawatu River Leaders Accord, an update on progress from the hapu and iwi perspective. The presenters were Dennis Emery, Hone Morris and Oriana Paiwai. あ、あ、
tēnā rawa koutou uh, i whakāro rangatirai ki a ke wāte ai tēnei wā uh, ki te kōrero mō uh, te kaupapa o te ahiahi nei. Uh, te te tiro ki a koutou nei ingoa i pōheau kua, kua kōrero tātou mō te, te pāngi o te waipuke ki tō tātou nei rohe whānui. Uh, ki tērā taha, ki, ta, ki tā maki nui arua, ki ere tāuna, uh, ki te marao kauwhata, uh, mihi aroha ki a koutou. Uh, e kawe nei i e rā huatanga taimaha uh, Hoi anō, uh, tēnā rau koutou i whakāro nei uh, Ki tō tātou nei hunga uh, I, yeah, kua, kua ki, ki rawa nga tūru uh, I rongi tāro ki e nei kaupapa Nō reira uh, kare te whakatoro nga mihi I tēnei wā, uh, māku uh, te kōrero mō Ai tō tātou nei uh, kauni hera Whare puka puka uh, Nō reira, uh, ko mutu nei uh, Nā kōrero i tēnei wā ki a koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, hurinoa, tēnā tātou katoa. Kia ora. Uh, ah, mihi ana, tēnā. Thank you everybody for, for you uh, coming along to support um, our kaupapa. We've got a, a very impressive pai pai here. Uh, uh, in terms of, uh, but you know, he pe kaupapa nui, our, our awa, our collective awa, and... <laughs> we need to get you a better laptop too But you know Some some of our love for the awa Is through our own aroha Our, our appreciation for the environment And some of it is through whakapapa And Anei Wetahi o nga whakapapa kaha E hono nei ki te awara And, and uh, humbly uh, We'll get a chance to hear From some of those uh, Of our leaders From the wider rohe who have a whakapapa connection, uh, who have uh, memories who have been brought up in these spaces, and who are, yes, uh, I'm sure in terms of the collective desire to, to improve the quality of our awa, are, are right there with you all, but there's also uh, there's obligations, which they may talk There's a different bit of obligations, and there's some beauty in it, but e taumaha hoki. Nō reira kāre te toro o nga mihi. Koutou e, e nga pau... Uh, and I'll pass um, on to you, Dennis, if you might want to uh, kick off our pie or kia Those of you in the microphone, kia ora. <laughs> kia ora tātou. Tēnā koe, te tuakana, whakatau e mātou me oku tuakana ki tēnei whare, whare poka poka. Mihi atu oki ki a koe te pāpa, nuhana, tēnā koe. Tēnā koe, whakarangatiri tēnei kōrero a mātou nei. Tautoko ngā mihi katoa, ki te rangi, ki te whenua, ki te wai, ki te pō, ki te ao, nō re tēnā koe. So uh, it's uh, nice to have you all here to uh, have a listen to uh, some of the narrative, historical narrative in a lot of cases, of the, of the river. The Māori word for the river is awa. The, the word awa, it's Māori language, it's like I was looking here and listening to Todd and seeing the beauty, these balustrades and, and the beauty of the design in here. Māori language is like that. It's got these little bits of beauty in it. And one of those is the, the word for river, awa, which originates from the human body. And that is the aspect before any of us are born, within our mother, the waters break. And that is the same word we use for the river, 
the awa, the breaking of water before the birth, it's called the awa, when it flows out. So that's the connection our language has to ourselves. So we're all sitting here connected to the river in that way. The waters that broke before we came out into the world of light from our mothers that way. So I'd just like to also acknowledge the speakers who've spoken already this week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know if any of you have been there, but we must acknowledge those ones part of this Kaupapa uh, History Week 2023. So um, I'm still waiting for my presentations getting loaded down, but I'll, I'll tell you this. There's a new suburb just out uh, going towards Ashurst. Anyone know the name of that? Tamakuku. Well, that Tamakuku, it's, on the, it's related to the eastern side of the Ruahine Ranges where the Manawatu River originates, up in the Norswood area. Its source comes out of the eastern side of the Ruahine. And before this place was called Manawatu by an ancestor, Honui and Anaya, he called it Manawatu because his heart stood still. Manawa is the physical heart. And two means to stand. So when his heart stood still with beauty, he named it Manawatu. But before that, on the other side, we have our ancestors called Tamakuku. And as all the ancestors used to write themselves up a little bit, talk themselves up a bit, and he professed that he was the one who shaped the channel of the Manawatu River and called it Te Awapō Kirea Tamakuku. So my ancestors never knew, that it was never called the Manawatu River on the eastern side. It was always called Te Awapō Kirea Tamakuku. We'll get this, oh, here we go. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. And uh, so we have actually one river with two names. So we have Te Awapō Kirea Tamakuku, which we have to visualise the fact, pre-European, that this the eastern side was just totally covered in bush, big bush, big tree bush. And, and, and this, if you go up to the source of the Manawatu River, it's only about that wide at the start. And it's, it stays that wide for right till you get to the main road, just uh, past Norswood, south of Norswood, and you go over the bridge and it gets a little bit bigger. So that's the original. And here it is here. That's part of the origin of the Manawatu River but was called Tawapokere Tamakuku. Tawapokere Tamakuku means the dark, meandering river of Tamakuku because it meandered through the thick bush in that time. It was called the 70-mile bush, 40-mile bush, 90-mile bush, depending where you measured it. So, and that's it there. So that's just, uh, and this is the land where my mother was from. I'm from uh, Waipukuro. My mother was born in Takapo, and born, bred and lived there, so my connection to this river is at, at its source, Dawapokere Tamakuku, so I'll always call it that, and I'll come through the gorge and, and I'll acknowledge Honu and Anaya, <laughs> and it was called the Awatapu or Manawatu, so we have two uh, parts to the river. <laughs> oh, that's was clever, I just moved my foot and it went. <laughs> so we have a little saying here in uh, a little proverbial saying, e kore a e haere ki te kore a 
And we have two um, deities or two energies. I like to call them energies. People call them gods. I call them energies. And parafenua is the energy or the, the energy or ancestor who was responsible for all water. But before he, uh, parafenua being female could move, how, how does water move? We have Rakahore, who is the deity of rock. So in this saying, we have water would never flow if it wasn't for rock. And it also talks about uh, reciprocal relationships, the balance of life, the fact that one depends on the other. So that's what that saying says. The East Side Story, here we go. So quick facts. The length, oh, oh, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, because there's a quiz as well, you know. Who knows how long the Manawatu River is? Well, you're in the right place to find out. Go and read these books. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there, mate? Right? This is one on the right hand side. The one there? Oh, yeah. So there it is there. So that photo that we just had a look at, that image is up there. Anybody? You want 70K. 70K. Anyone any advance on 70K? A little bit further than 70K. But bit too far. 180 kilometres, the length. Okay, that's so. We know how long it is now. Also, the unique fact about anyone know what's, what makes the river special? Very good. You can go to the top of class. <laughs> that's right. The Manawatu Gorge is a unique landform because its river flows from one side of a mountain range to the other, rather than from a divide, as do most rivers. So there's only a few rivers, I think it's three in the world that do that. One's in India, one's here, and I forget where the other one is. It's, so it's called it South America. Is there? Where's that? Yeah. Okay, thank you. The Gap River forms on one side of the range and travels through the range to the other side. So it's called a Gap River in scientific, geographical, uh, geology terms. Okay? And the tributaries. Anyone know how many there? How many other streams and rivers flow into it? No, I don't know. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> but these are the main ones. Manawatu has many tributaries, but the principal tributaries, the main ones, are the Mangatainuka, Tiromia, the Mangahau, the Pungaina, but the real name, this is the actual name of it. Tapo or Hina is the real name, if you want to know that. So... So that's easy to say that one, that one too, eh? So, <laughs> the Pohina or Pongaina, and the Oroa, where Dennis's uh, people are, are based. So there were a little bit of facts. And we all know the story, so I can flick through this one. Okatia or Okatia, some people say. This was a spirit that was found in a tōtara tree on Pukitoi Maunga. According to Māori tradition, a great tōtara tree on the slopes of Pukitoi Mountain range was possessed of a spirit. The, the tree drove through the mountain barrier of Ruahine and Tararua, creating a gorge in the process. It then followed a path to the sea. And apparently it's uh, the log went right down to Fox and then they moved down towards uh, Waitarere. Waitarere. So there's a Māori have that knowledge of that. And there's also going to be the Ukola putting on a musical based around this uh, area there. 
Yeah, bro. Tell them about it, bro. Uh, well, with the help of this wonderful man and some youth students, we've actually created a, a kids' uh, book, a book, which is going to be. This is Kane. Kane's name. Yeah. Goodbye. So you'll you'll pick up some posters. You'll see some posters around very shortly. So there we go. Fits in perfectly, Kane. So thank you. Good to see you here, brother. Yeah. And so uh, I've already spoken to you about this one or two heart standing still, and that's what happened when ancestor Ho Ho Nui Nanaya is his full name, Nanaya being his mother. After a lot of travelling, Ho looked upon the river with great apprehension, and then his heart stood still when he saw its mighty size and river. Manawa to kia tu to manawa. Heart standing still. Okay, so my involvement, or the eastern side of involvement, really, started in 2009 when uh, they set up the Manawa to Leaders River Accord because the Manawa to River was one of the most polluted in the Western world, 2009. Manawatu River topped the new pollution measurement of 300 rivers and streams across North America, Europe, Australia and New Zealand. Topped the most polluted. And, oh, that, what are those cows doing there? Might be a little bit of the problem. Oops, there they are again. So part of the nitrogen's leaching and the milking and stuff like that. So we've gone exponentially got into the dairy industry, which has created challenges. Then early t- 2010, the then chair of the Horizons Regional Council invited key leaders with the interest of the Manawatu River to meet. Now, because... Now, this is quite an interesting aspect. Because everyone thinks the Manawatu River starts on this side, the leader only invited people on this side. <laughs> Forgot about us on the Awapokita Tamakuku. So, and so we missed for a little while. We were out of the picture, then we got involved in the picture. So, we have there's 11 sub tribes, 11 hapu on the other side. We all joined together and called ourselves Takaudu, which is another word for meaning the headwaters of a river. And there we came in here. This is us here, Takaudu, the Eastern Manawatu River Hapu Collective. There's 11 of us. There's a few of us there, and one of the, um, we'll talk about where we're standing later on. And it was formed at Ma Kitty Kitty Marae Levin Hapu, and we signed, uh, we signed an agreement with uh, Horizons that time. Then we came involved. So here we go from, and in conjunction with Orangitani or Tamaki Nui Aru, Dakota began its projects to assist in this saying, Kia hoki te tangata ki tona awa, so people can return to their river. So people can go back to the river because people were ignoring it. The weeping willow trees or the weed willow trees were blocking people from getting access. So they're starting to make the river more accessible. And that's one of them. September 2012, over 10 years ago, we had these wānanga. We got people together at these marae, four marae. And was, we called it the Karanga o Te Awa, the river is calling us. So we as Māori say, hey, the river's calling us. Let's go and meet and let's sort a few things out. So there's a group of us at Rako Tati Marae, which is my Marae, which is on the Takapo Plains to the left as you hit the plains, just after Norswood. 
Rakatati means trees standing apart. And there's a big story about dog being found when the trees were all apart, so they called uh, the person Tara, called uh, that area Rakatati, where he found his dog again. Over here we have Makirikiri Marae and Danuik, beautiful with its beautiful carvings. And then we had another one in uh, Woodville, Tiahua Tūranga, Marae in Woodville. And the last one we had here in Pahiatua at the Marae called the Kohanga Whakawhaiti. So we had all these Wānangas setting up uh, our assistance in helping the regional council, local councils, district councils, and how to fix it. And it was based around the, the word kaitiakitanga, which is uh, looking after, um, protecting, looking after, okay? And that's one thing about nature. Nature looks after itself. The humans, we're having a bit of difficulty with that, looking after ourselves and how we can uh, assist nature to look after itself because if once we're all gone, the trees will, that will still be here. So we, we talked about these things, our relationship to the river, the family community, the youth, education, what for reasons, teaching and learning science songs with historical reference, introduced the storyboard project, so we introduced that. Twelve boards were placed around the horizon. So this is our eastern side of our ideas coming to the western side. There's 12 of those storyboards around, right around the area. There's some down by the river, there's some over by Pahiatua, Fielding, so these have been put around, beginning to tell the story of the river. And then we taught the living waters to heal, to initiate, baptise for medicinal purposes. And that was it. that's how our ancestors used the water. Okay, for healing, for baptisms in the, in the Māori way, and for medicinal purposes. Oh, now, this is a bit long, so I was, going, I was wondering how I could do this without... I was going to show you, this is the beginning of the river. I got fortunate my friend was going for his helicopter licence and I trusted him. <laughs> and, he, and he wanted to use the hours, so he took me. So we went the length of the Manawatu River. So this is at the beginning, but I'm trying to, how do I, how do I speed that up? Because it goes on a bit. So there, the Ruahin is there. Can I do it? No, I can't do it. Can I? Double? Oh, is it double? No. But I wanted to show you a couple of uh, unique features of that area there. There's a beautiful path site there. Um, but we'll have to do that another way. We'll have to do it another way. Okay. I could leave that video. I could get that video to you somehow. If you have a look. But you need to talk about it. Anyway, to 12.13, the seed of the project Two Tamana was born. So we just played around with the word manawa too and took its real meaning and changed it to there. Where, uh, and it came from this idea from Pungo Paiwai of the Kaituki Marae. It, and this is just some images here. Horehere is, and th- there's the seed of the idea there. That little house there went there one day and says, Boy, why can't we have this all the way around so we can learn? This is only to. Punga did this just for his own subtribe so his descendants could learn about themselves. And I thought, oh, it wouldn't be a good idea to um, get it along the river. So, yeah, from Ngāti Pakapaka. Yeah. And there it is. That's, th- that's the inspiration of uh, Tūtumanawa, right there. 
Punga's vision to help his own people has now blended out to help um, all of us. So here we go, and we must acknowledge at that time um, the person looking after the community was Craig Mitchell, a person called Craig Mitchell at Horizons. And it was through him being supportive and helping us out that we, it became into it became a, uh, a reality. Called it to Tamanawa, erect. Uh, the idea was to erect eight educational kiosks. You see the numbers there, and now I'll turn over to this one here. And this is what's produced. I'll go back. That's where it started off. Hold on. Let's see if I've got it in here. Four on the eastern side, four on the western side, the kiosk. There we are. There's the first mock-up of it. Uh, and then we had, um, and then we had a, a, a group of us representing the areas down the river, and we called the Ohu Tu, which means uh, a community group, a volunteer group. The Ohu is a volunteer group, and relating to the idea of standing. And there's a design of it. Uh, so we're going to look at now, so I'll go back over here. These were the, the places that we got done, the eight the, with the names in them. So there's three focuses. The three focuses were on telling the stories, historical narrative, the scientific stories, and community stories. Those are the three focuses. And also based around the species that were present at each location. So at the source of the river... Up here, yeah, up, oh, up here, number one, there's a, um, what's it, not breeding ground, what do they call it in the river? Sporting. Sporting. Twice now you've been to the top of the class. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know the name of the species that was there? No. It was, it's the, well, people call it cockabilly or uh, inanga, but they called, the scientific name is dwarf galaxis. So that's a species, one of the two places in New Zealand where they spawn. So those sort of information we learned through doing this whole, pro- whole project. And there's some of the pictures of the species. So I come back here, and the first one we looked at was Fairy Reserve, which is called the Waho Takuri, which is related to the name of Marae, because, remember it was bush, the dog got lost, his owner heard it barking, echoing, and so he... he at the entrance of the gorge by Balance Road Bridge and Ferry Reserve echoed and he saw the opening of the gorge as the mouth of a dog. So he called that, that area that. And that now is, the, well, always was, but it's also uh, recognised as the name of Ferry Reserve, the mouth of the dog or the voice of the dog. So that's where we first went, looked at that. And then, it got, then we started, that's the beginning of the first build, Concrete slab and that, and then the roof on, and then uh, our professor Bob Yonke helped us out with the um, design. That's just a wooden one. He just mocked one up to see what it looked like, and that's the owner of the dog there. And there's the dog there, so he's visualised that, and in, in there, and there it's completed today. And because of this, the Woodville community got together and fundraised to put up a barbecue area in there. And also there's um, really beautiful ablutions uh, there now. So it's, from that little project to create a really nice place to stay 
And if you go through there in the weekends, sometimes the public holidays, it's just packed with RVs, recreational vehicles. It's just hundreds. Yeah, so, so it's working. That's the, and there it is there. And that's Bob's made of Cortez steel. So Bob was involved in doing a couple of these ones, okay? The project named to generate interest in citizen science and increase the appreciation of the river and what it should mean to us in future generations. And that's the beginning of it again. Slightly different, that's, yeah. So we're going through, this is the one up at the top, this is the number one, going up here, and we'll just go down the river. It's called Nga Mokopuna, which means ancestors, uh, sorry, grandchildren, two grandchildren, and talks about two hills behind there. That's one of them. So that's one of the, uh, one of the names, one of the grandchildren of an ancestor. Then we go down to Bush Road. This is the Whareat Bush Road. This is in town, down the end of Hokufutu. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is at Rangiotu Marae, Rangi, Rangi Marae. And this one's at Shannon. Whakateri people. And then we also have uh, this one here, Dennis's, which is where, Dennis? Kitchener Park, Kitchener Park. The other ones, there's another one to be put up at Papangayo, which is, uh, and Fitakino, this, yeah, this, uh, yeah, by the estuary. So then from there, we started going into the activities. This one here, um, that's not a swearing word. That's means. Uh, <laughs> What's it? Stream, stream health and monitoring and assisting kit. And this, this is just at the back of uh, Rangiotu Marae where we had happy members learning how to measure um, uh, yeah, invertebrates and uh, insects in the water. This is a farm at the base, at the, uh, the source of a river called Tamiro, where we have a beautiful young couple farming, organic farming, and they've become involved in doing a lot of work, riparian planting, Tamiro Farm. This is uh, Adrian Cookson from Ag Research, taking children around and teaching them about the river, Ag Research. And here they are, children measuring, educating. This one here is at Fair Reserve, and one of our projects was to plant 81 rata trees in memory of the Woodville people who didn't come back from the walls. So that's that hill there as you just drive into Fair Reserve. And here we go, uh, children again at Tamito Farm, getting ready to go and plant some. There we are, planting. Riparian planting. Okay, that's from... Here's the present, so we'll just go for a quick one. First of all, we must acknowledge the loss of life down at the Tawamate, uh, Afimate. Yeah, Ahimate, Ahimate. Down at the bottom of Maxwell's line. So we acknowledge that. And here's a recent flood. See the bridge gone? There's the, uh, the floodgates working overtime. And there's this one here is the new bridge going across uh, to the new motorway. Just, they just managed to save it, I heard. And, and, and the place where they're putting the pylons down, because it's about 70 feet, 70 metres that they're putting down, and they just managed to save that for the water going inside. 
There we go. Herbert Full. I was going to ask you a question. Uh, how, how earthquake safe is the, the new bridge across the Manawatu? Good question. Because there's a, there's a major fault through there. Oh! The one would hope the geologist who were helping in the design of that would have um, in- incorporated that no- knowledge. If you know it, they'll know it. I would put it somewhere else. Hold on. Touch wood. Yeah. <laughs> you would have put it somewhere else. Yeah, well, I think it worked out there. So here we see what happens anyway. But at least it, it didn't uh, go underwater, but it shows you how high it went, 70 metres, about that or. And here we have the beautiful uh, Tarakotahi bridge, another part of um, making the Papioya and the Manawatu River and connecting to the community, get the community back. Kamutu. Thank you very much. That's my little part to this. Kia ora tata. Uh, kia ora everyone, Koreana Paiwai Toku Ingwa. On my mother's side, I'm from Rangitane, Kofata Rokawa, and uh, reside in Fielding. On my father's side, we're from uh, Tamaki Nui Arua, and belong, lucky enough to belong to both sides of the Awa, actually. So I'm only going to be uh, really brief because um, Honi has covered a lot, but there's a couple of things I do want to talk about. And at first is just that saying, David Suzuki saying, just to, you know, this is not just about us, this is about everybody. And the belief that uh, uh, we are part of a living entity is everybody's belief, not just us as an Indigenous people. So, you accord very briefly, um, we've had two action plans and... Probably the, the best thing about the Accord is that it's involved everybody, whether you're a business, whether you're a farmer, whether you are a recreational user, uh, but particularly iwi and hapu, and you heard uh, Hone refer to the fact that initially we weren't all invited in, but um, uh, we're at the table now and we've been there for a very long time. We've been instrumental in much of the work that's happened. So I'm going to use a couple of sayings that uh, from Matua Manahi. I actually haven't asked him, but I'm sure he'll be fine. But he talks about us. We are not kaitiaki. Our environment can look after ourselves, after itself. We just need to get out of the way. So when we, when we refer to ourselves as kaitiaki, it's uh, what we might call being a, a whakahihi. And that's, um, yeah. And Hune also referred to that. It's, our environment's quite happy to take care of itself, it's humans that, um, yeah, that muck things up basically. Um, Matua Manahi also talks about the why is to a kana to the whenua and I think we've seen in the recent storms that that is absolutely true. Um, it's not only yeah, showing us um, how powerful it can be but what it can do to the land. Uh, he also talks about, you know, without water we, our land is not going to survive either. So when we talk about tuakana and taina, so when I talk about <laughs> the why and the whenua, when I'm talking about why, I'm talking about it being the older sibling and the whenua is the younger one. So in Māori Dim, we talk a lot about tuakana taina relationships, that if you are the older sibling, it is your responsibility to take care 
of your uh, junior siblings. The Awa and uh, Huni also touched on that, is not a single living entity. Um, we're doing some work at present around how we, in terms of Matauranga Māori, about how you might describe that. So if you were to go to uh, the headwaters, it's not going to look the same as it does in uh, Te Awaho or Foxton. And even for those of us that live near to, to our piece of uh, why, it's not the same as our next-door neighbours. So when we think about uh, the awa, we probably should stop thinking about it as being the same all the way through because it isn't. And that's part of it, the dynamism of being, being a, a river system. And if we think about uh, the other side of the, the ranges there, the river even itself is not the same. When we come through here, we were a lot more braided. You know, we had a lot more going on in terms of where the river actually meandered to. And again, when it floods, you can see some of that coming back as well. So that idea of the water being a living entity, but it has a life of its own, just as all our children are not the same. Um, so we've got to think about those kinds of things. We're thinking about what is it that we can contribute in terms of taking care of our awa. And our latest example, and this has happened since we, we went into the Manotu River Leaders Accord, and people may have had an opportunity to have a look at the Te Awa Tupua settlement, which is in Whanganui, where it's been recognised as a living entity. And I think there's two others in the world, one in India and one... There is one other. There's three that have been recognised... I think that's the South American one. I'm looking over to my right here. Um, but that's, that's ideally where we would want to be. Um, but in terms of where we are at, that's, that's what we're working towards. And so this last photo here is really just um, very fuzzy. I've stolen it off someone's Facebook page and um, for the life of me, I couldn't get it to download onto the, the PowerPoint. Um, when we're talking about making mokopuna decisions, that's what we're talking about. This is a photo of one of our uh, teams that entered to Matatini, Te Kaha, who are based in the Tararua. And as you can see there, they have their mokopuna with them. They have their children with them. That's who we make decisions for, not ourselves. And they're at Waha Kuri, which is uh, one of the ones that Hone had up there. And that, again, is about their connection to the land and their connection to the water and how important that is. So that photo is really only maybe three weeks old. So it's um, relatively hot off the press. But I really just wanted to emphasise that it's about a mokopuna that we're here for. And uh, this was after their final practice, and they went down to the water to reconnect and to give them strength for their performance, which I hopefully people saw over the weekend. But I can tell you that every other group that performed would have been doing a similar thing in terms of strengthening their resolve, uh, tying their whānau closer to them and recognising the role that the environment plays. So that's really all I have to say, and I'm going to hand to Dennis. Kia ora. Kia ora mai tātou. Tūtahi mihuriake tarāku pai ki a koe e Todd. Ko koe hai whakatimatanga mō tātou hui huinga i rotu i te karakia. Me koe anoki a rātou nei koe tai mai i rongi tēnei kōrero taupapa. 
Kia ora everybody, uh, my name is Dennis Emery uh, from Ngāti Kaufata and uh, first of all in conjunction with Hone and Oriana uh, to again thank you and acknowledge you for being here. The second part is that I would like to also acknowledge our whānau and our hapū particularly on the eastern side of the, the main divide um, and thank you and Hone has given a very very good uh, uh, dissertation on where we got involved and how we got involved uh, in the Manawatu River Leaders Accord. So one of the things I do want to do is acknowledge our connections uh, that uh, Hune has talked about in terms of how important it is, Oriana has mentioned how important it is for our generations coming up to be able to understand. And so we do appreciate you uh, being here today. Look, uh, I'm going to unashamedly talk about one of those tributaries uh, that Hone raised uh, in, uh, that are connected to the Manotu, and that's the Orawa. And uh, just like to bring the fraternal greetings of uh, our Tuakana Rangatira, Taihakure Sir Eddie Jury. I've uh, been talking with him latterly, particularly around our way and his efforts uh, he has been doing around the Resource Management Act and its changes. And so I want to appreciate that. So, look, uh, just quickly uh, for you to, to uh, add to what has already been uh, added up by our hapu and iwi leaders here this afternoon. So for us as uh, Ngāti Kaufata, eh, uh, our position is and remains that we want to stop all discharge into the Orawa River Period. It's been a massive problem for us. Whānau, there's been a rahui, a ban or a prohibition being put on by our tribal elders back in the 1960s. And uh, our request and our desire, Oriana has mentioned about, that we want that rahui lifted on our watch. We do not want to pass it on to our coming generations. So we are saying to our local councils, saying to our local regional council, saying to the government, we want the rahui lifted. To do that, we want all discharge into the Orawa River stopped, period. And what don't you understand about that? Secondly, we need to acknowledge that we never ever had extinguished we never ever gave up our right to the ownership of the Orawa River from its headwaters above Apati all the way down to where it meets and the junction of the Manotu at Trangiotu and that is part of our yet to be settled Waitangi Tribunal Treaty claim. So our position. Secondly just as an example of some of our iwi elders who were involved in a protest uh, back in, the, in March 1996. And uh, on the left-hand side of the protest, that's Uncle Duncan Graham. In the glasses at the back, that's Uncle Ned Lawton, Hauturu. To the front in the white shirt, uh, that's Uncle Minor Graham. And the other gentleman with the fuzzy hair, that's my father, uh, Herbert Emery. Eh? And this was an incident that happened. We had a farmer build a, a milking shed, a brand-new milking shed, called Ken Thurston, 
right on the river at the Urawa, and what he used to do every day when he washed down was blow all the tutai and all the things straight into the river, which forced us into having to protest to do that, because where this river ends up is in the middle too. Okay, that do that. And so again, as Honia mentioned, there's some foundations to where we're coming from, and those are the three uh, foundation marae that we do that. The one on the left, Kofata Marae, that's uh, currently closed at the moment for health, hygiene and uh, safety problems. That was one of our only marae on this side of the coast, out of 21 that we have a connection with, where floodwaters went through as a result of Cyclone Gabriel. Okay. And uh, I just mentioned to Jill, I put her, her name up in lights. I said I told them about what happened in 2004, Jill. And we had to call upon yourself and your team to come and help us. Our other marae, Arangi, where uh, Rihanna lives by, uh, that's again had to close because they're doing a massive improvements and renovation and change. So at the moment, both of our two marae's are out. Right? The third one is uh, Iwa Tekau Iwa, 1909. That's over at Awahuri. Built in 1893 by our people, by Ngāti blew down in a storm in 1935. And we are under instruction as tribal members to rebuild Iwa Tekau Mā Iwa at Awahuri. Okay? But that's our, our connections. And all of this is alongside the Orawa River, all our marae. So just moving on, here's the problem child for us. Okay? And we just had our meeting on Monday with our district council mayor and Deputy Mayor and CEO and everybody else is to discharge out of the fooding wastewater treatment plant straight into the Orawa River. So when I was a child being brought up at Kofot and Marae, we didn't realise that what was coming down the Marae, all the green smell and all that, that was human waste coming from that there across the road on us. Now that was built uh, by taking using the Public Works Act to confiscate land off us for the building at that time of what they called a state-of-the-art wastewater treatment plant. And what they've been doing is they've been poisoning us. They've been polluting us all the way, hence the rahui. Hence the rahui. And what, what Honi mentioned about what's the impact that it has further down when we see the flooding. The other one is a meat plant where I even grew up, and I was a union member there. And a lot of our people worked there at the AFCO meat plant. But we know we had a massive issue back in 2014 where 20 tanker loads of bile got washed into the Orawa River from out of here. Okay? And we've had to say it has to stop. Okay? And it's connected. All right, so just quickly to go through that, that yes, uh, for us, it is subject to a Waitangi Tribunal claim. There is continuing to be pollution and discharge into the river. There is the imposition of the rahui. Uh, there has been the taking of uh, uh, shingle, uh, gravel extractions have been going on and affecting other words as well. There are other discharge points that we're wanting to talk to about, and it includes a lot of our communities. Uh, we have set up a, a two-house model around the establishment of a committee through a declaration that we put through, and we are working on improving the water quality and particularly the downstream effects on our neighbouring communities and iwi, downstream from us. So, so on a regional basis, there is having, having to be and always has some good relationship with our neighbouring hapu and our neighbouring iwi. 
the regional councils, the Department of Conservation, and a lot of our agencies, Mass University. And we are connected with freshwater recreational customary and commercial fishery organisation, both private and, and public. Some of the things that we have been doing to try and alleviate for ourselves is what we call an Indigenous Spark Programme. And as Hongkone mentioned, as those kiosks that we talked about, there's some of our young people at Tutoa back in 2017 out up on the river, right up at the headwaters at Apati. And these are our budding scientists, our budding ecologists, our budding environmentalists, right? And we're teaching them, okay? And my cousin, uh, Jeff Rakata, who sadly we lost about six months ago, passed away. Uh, here's some of our science and innovation work that we're working on. This is uh, biodegradable plastics, your milk bottle tops and all your milk bottles. We've been converting them into a product called Soil Cells. Uh, this is the, the trial area down behind AFCO meat plant where we are using these biodegradable soil cells in the black there, and we're putting our native plantings to try and stabilise that, that stream called Otoko. So we're using some science, our Mātauranga Māori, and some science to be able to work this through as our way to alleviate the problems that we're having. Uh, here is, is our area where the kiosks, is, uh, the, the whare Mātauranga uh, at, at Awari Forest, some of our, we have a number of our schools visiting us now, getting the story as Hone talked about, telling the story at home, and our cousin Jeff just waiting to receive a group from, in this particular case it was Colleton School. Yes, so finally, uh, the, the outcome that we're wanting for all of us, and I'm sure you're the same for us, whether it's the Manawatu River or uh, any of our other tributaries that we are dealing with, we are, we are after water quality improvements. We are after opportunities for our people to be able to swim, to be able to eat, to be able to recreate, to be able to spiritualise in all of our waterways. The recent uh, Huripare of our cyclones, the impact that it's showing on us, Today, we stand as uh, Minotu River being affected. We saw in the slides from Hone about the impact that it has, and we come from a marae that's out at the moment. We can't use it. And sadly, this morning I've been told that we've got another tangi at home. Can't take him to our marae okay, because of this. So that's, uh, that's us again. Just want to acknowledge Oriana and Hone and Todd for just giving us the opportunity just to share some direct impacts. Uh, that has happened to us, but the main is for ourselves is our Manutu River, both from the headwaters and all the way out to the estuary at, uh, at Oho at Foxton. Happy to take any call. Kia ora. Kia ora mai tātou. So are there any questions at this stage? Just we can take a few. Yes, Tamato. And just for the purposes of those listening in, so the question is, what is the state of the Manawatu Awa at this moment compared when uh, some of these initiatives we've talked about yep. Yep, uh, have unfolded? Honey? Yeah, I think you're a good question. Um, and, and I can say that today, and I was out there last week myself, uh, at the headwaters, at the estuary, uh, the word I use is probably it's improved since 2009, when uh, Dr Roger Young from the Cawthorn Institute 
produced that report. It was a mess, but it's, my only word I can say, it's improved, but it's nowhere near what it, is, it could be. Yeah, just in addition to that, um, definitely an improvement. There's a lot more activities involved in improving the state of the river, especially up in our area with the riparian planting and fencing. There's been hundreds of kilometres of fencing to, to um, stop animals going into the, directly into the water. And just the watercress is coming back. <laughs> That's a scientific measure for you. Pātai anō? Yes. Uh, I think we're looking at a... Well, I don't think that answer's here. Mm. I think it's... We've all got that answer. But uh, from our point of view, um, from the eastern side and the, the Hapu Collective and the work that's being done with the local farmers, now uh, farmers are required in their farm management plan to have a cultural impact statement. And that... And that, since then, we've had lots of farmers coming seeking assistance to how they interpret that and, and how they can uh, infuse the uh, knowledge of balance of nature. And as we say, to us, the environment, the river, is, as Oriana mentioned, is a, is a relation. That's our relation. We talk about relationships. Well, unfortunately... Some of the Western world see it as a product to be utilised and to be um, exhausted, where we're trying to get back to the balance of staying in balance as our ancestors did. Killed. And so, further to us, uh, I've said it before, it's the lifting of the Rahui on our watch. Me personally, I'm well past the use by date. <laughs> but what I want to do is my, my tamariki and my mukapuna that we want to be able to have a celebration and a time to say that we are confident that we are able to lift the rahui. And it's about us talking to those people that are involved. Yeah, and we'll take one more question at this stage. Are there still Two? farmers that are polluting, like with the likes of Ken Burster, like you mentioned him? Like, is that still going on? Like you, you mentioned that you have to have prerequisites from the eastern side there was one particular case with these peppercorn leases they have for 20-30 years and, and we ended up in a ridiculous situation where three farmers on the eastern side took more water out of the river than the whole of Danivirk town got to that stage. So there's efforts to change that type of arrangement. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and again on our side, um, it's fair to say that uh, with us in Federated Farmers, uh, we have been working really, really hard together. Uh, I'm picking up from the farming leaders that I meet with uh, regularly that there is a desire and a want uh, to be able to improve, improve the water quality and some of them themselves are putting a huge part of their investment into being able to, the riparian planting, the stream fencing, and getting stock out of there. 
Uh, and, but they will tell you themselves so that time to time they don't always get it right and that's noticeable. One of the things that Federated Farmers hit, uh, did, they came to have a talk with the iwi leaders and they wanted to know why there's seemingly a tensions between iwi and Federated Farmers. However, I said to them that you need to understand that we are farmers too. And I say it is in our interest to be able to pick up our waterways and to improve the water quality that's in, 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 involved. You also must acknowledge uh, Horizons Regional Council because now they have subsidies where they um, 50-50 with um, riparian planting, so the seedlings, they get those and 50-50 and, uh, with the fencing uh, equipment and also the work they've been doing with working with uh, hapu and what we say mana whenua. We have mana whenua, mana tariti. So there's a partnership happening, so we have to acknowledge what Horizon's actually doing. Did I have one last question over here? I'm happy no, that we take that. The suggestion is that since there's enough on use and you have enough clay, you need to get rid of trout out of the rivers because they protect on the native fish and the native crayfish. Over the Mohawk, I've seen there, you've seen all the bits of the native crayfish just strewn around. So the only good thing about oh. Giselle, they'll have got rid of a whole lot of trout, mm. which will give them a chance to, to re establish themselves. So if you really care about your, your native fish and your freshwater crayfish, you've got to get the trout out of there. There's no need for trout to be in every river. I know from Kilda. You go around every little stream, little river, it's a trout stream. Does it need yeah. to be a trout stream, every one of them? Well, Hone's got a response. I was going to say that could be uh, our co-papa for next year's talk um, in terms of the in-river environment. However, if I call Kinga, yeah, I, 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 I think that um, the recreational fishers should be allowed to fish yeah, but, but like you say, it shouldn't be in every stream or every river. So there may be times where, like up in Topol, it's, it's a trout fishing mecca, really. But around here, it's not so prevalent. The brown trout, not so prevalent. But if there's, like I say, it's a balance. There's got to be a balance. So, But if you say get rid of it, I, I'm sort of sitting on the fence there for me. <laughs> get rid of it. Oh, tēnā tātou te whānau. Kua, kua hipa te wā, kua kōtia i o tātou uh, wānanga i tēnei wā. Engari, kare kore he nui tonu nga kōrero um, uh, katai e, e tātou te whai atu. Nō reira, anō nei pea he wā. Tērā tau pea kia, kia hui anō tātou tēnei tira. Uh, nō reira, ea kuranga tira, tēnā rā koutou. Uh, hone, ore ana, Dennis, nā mihi, nā mihi, kua whai, whai wā uh, koutou. Uh, ina mahi ma me me oiwi uh, kia tai a tina na mai. Uh, there's a fucka tokia saying that goes he he puking away he puking a tangata he puking a tangata he he puking a korero. Where there is um, flourishing, abundant, living waters, people will be drawn to it um, for all sorts of reasons. And when we gather in those places stories will spring and those stories will be about the relationships between the people and the relationships with those waters and um, 
I think we're very privileged in terms of the sharing today because we can um, uh, we can read many of the books here, we can watch things on TV, we can see even these beautiful depictions here, but um, I'm sure we'd all agree that uh, our speakers here have have spoken life into the awa and the connections of iwi, hapu, marae and its relevance today, not just to to them and their people, but to you. Um, and I hope you it, it sparks something in you, um, uh, and that when you, uh, whether it's in relation to this awa or any other awa, that you realise that all these places are animated, they're alive, they're living, there's mutual, there's mutuality there, and, th- and that it's a rongwa, it's a healing, um, and it's inclusive of everybody. So thank, thank you all. Um, made my job very easy. I think a bit like Matua uh, Mani Paiwai said in relationship to the, the river can look after itself. Um, my role as custodian over this panel has been easy. I just had to keep out of the way. We'll close with the usual uh, traditional appreciation. So which haka are we going to do? Has anyone, anyone got a haka? Um, how about we sing a song? How about we stand up and sing Te Aroha, Hey Mihi, Hey Paki Paki, uh, as a clap, if you like, to our, our speakers and to our awa and to the kaupapa. Oh, you can do that one too. Uh, <clears throat> Thank you, thank you to our kaimahi, thank you for all the supporters. You're listening to Manawatu People's Radio, Te Reo Irirangi o Ngā Tangata o Manawatu. You've just been listening to our recording of the Manawatu River Leaders Accord presentation given at Palmerston North City Library on Friday 3rd of March. This is the fourth in a series of four talks that we recorded for Local History Week at the Palmerston North City Library. If you'd like to hear this episode again or share it with a friend, you can find it and the other three episodes at our website, www.mpr.nz forward slash show forward slash specials. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.